Um, so it is my pleasure and honor to introduce BK. Um, not really introduce because we, we know him, but um, as I've interacted with BK over the years, I've known him to be a man who not only loves Jesus, but loves proclaiming the gospel. And he would say, I'm a, I'm a minister of the gospel. And every time I talk with him, uh, whether it's been at one of the, some of the few like pastoral meetings that I've been to, or I got the privilege of, of sharing a, a table with him at the, um, the table of fellowship during, during 10 days of prayer. Um, I just know him to be a man who, who preaches Christ and loves Christ and proclaims the gospel uh, regardless of circumstance, regardless of what we're talking about. Um, so he, he always says, let's make sure we're centered on Jesus. So I'm excited to hear him bring the word today, and I'm excited for us to, to, to do that. So BK, I'll leave it to you. Amen. Thank you, brother. Good morning, Chatham. Good morning, Chatham. All right now, I feel at home, so I'm not going to do all the pomp and circumstances and all that. I was looking for one person today. Where's Sarah at? Where? I was looking for your face this morning. But uh, you all pray for me because, you know, I'm all gloved up and masked up and uh, just not, not healthy. I'm healthy in spirit, but, but my body's not healthy, so... So if I'm not hugging and kissing today, it's, it's okay, okay? But uh, I am um, excited. Me and my wife always feel very much at home when we come here, and, um, and, we, and we love to share. Uh, there were so many things said in Kevin's prayer um, and songs that relate to what I want to share. I don't really have a title this morning. Um, I just want to talk about fun. We're going to talk about some fear, and we're going to talk about the future. And the thrust of the sermon is just, it's just one basic scripture. As I'm sharing, just keep going through your mind of what this one scripture is. It's John chapter 16, verse 33. It says, I have told you these things, so then me that you may have peace, key word, that you may have peace. Peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Trouble, if you haven't had any, just keep living. Okay? You will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. That would be Jesus. Amen? Y'all better give me some amens. I'll be up here for two hours. This is a 35-minute sermon. Amen? Amen? He has overcome the world. Chatham, he's overcome the world. I, I preached this sermon. I kind of tweaked it because I was, uh, part of the thrust was about Halloween, and I'll share a little bit about that, but also talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. But we'll get right on into it. Um, some of these annual celebrations like Halloween, Halloween are built with fear and deception, and they mix truth with air. That's what Satan does. He'll give you a bunch of truth. And then he'll give you the air. The air is that he doesn't want you to connect with the, the one that can connect you. And that would be who? Who? Amen. Now, we're getting somewhere now. So I had three sharp points this morning. Uh, the first would be fun. Second point would be fear. 
And the third point would be future. And Kevin just knocked it out the box this morning, talking about the future. So please uh, understand the spirit in which I say this as I share this. When I was a young boy, where are my young people at? Some of them, we got some young folks in here. They all gone to class. Where they at? You up there? I don't know. When I was 10, 11, 12, 13, I went trick-or-treating. And, and all I cared about was getting the biggest pill slip that I could find in the house so I could go get all the candy that I could get. Um, I wasn't thinking about no ghosts or no, no goblins or uh, zombies and vampires. All I was concerned about was getting all the candy I could get. Fun. Absolute fun. Now, 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 understand the spirit in which I say this. I, uh, some of you are against Halloween, and I'm okay with that. It's not like I'm cheering it on, but I know when I was young, I wasn't thinking about none of that mess. I wasn't thinking about it, not at all. I was just having fun. I don't know what you all did on Thanksgiving. Did anybody have any fun during Thanksgiving? Anybody? Was it fun? You know, we as Christians sometimes are so heavenly high that we know earthly good. You know, we just stuck up. We just a bunch of folks walking around with rocks in their jaws and amen and hallelujah and, and no, not having any fun. Do you know God has allowed us to have a lot of rec recreational time? To have fun? Fun. I mean, fun without setting up Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, amen. No, fun. And so, so when, I, when I looked at uh, Halloween and when I looked at Thanksgiving and now we get ready to come up on Christmas, it's fun. Oh, yeah, we, we honor God. We put God first in what we do. But we get to have some fun. You know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I know all you Christians never watch Saturday Night Live, but y'all know Debbie Downer. I know y'all know who she is. I know who you are. She, she you know, she was one that would put something bad on everything. And it's just not so. Saints, what I've learned is as we grow in God's grace and in his knowledge, I've learned the Christian church has done a great job with counter-punching Halloween and, and days that are not good. Everybody say counter-punch. Anybody know Muhammad Ali or Joe Frazier? Anybody? Anybody? I know y'all might not be big boxing fans, but it's a counterpunch. And so what, what God allowed the church to do is say, okay, Satan, you're going to take this day and make it bad, but we're going to turn it into good. We're going to have trumpetry. We're going to have folks come. We're going to give candy to kids. Yep, we are. Yes, we are. And we're going to give out tracts. We're going to share the gospel with people. Now, if you choose not to do that, it's okay. It's okay. But, but we cannot allow Satan to have everything. And, and, and it's not a holiday to me, but it's a time which we as Christians can counterpunch, like Ali and Joe Frazier. Amen? Um, another thing I want to say about counterpunching, and I know this is going to be controversy, but I'm, I'm going to share it anyway because I'm not afraid. 
You know, I'm, I'm, I'm driving in a checkout lane, and I got one foot in the grave. I'm just not afraid anymore. Amen? I'm just not. I'm sticking with Jesus. And so as we, we look at social media, and we, and we look at uh, Facebook and all these different media outlets, I, 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 let me ask you a question. Would you give your, the keys to the car to your, a 10-year-old? Would you give your keys to a 10-year-old? No. So here we have social media who speaks to our sons, our daughters, my grandchildren, and spills out all this garbage day in and day out, day in and day out. And let me tell you, you can take your phones from your kids, you can take the, the laptops and tablets, them kids still going to find social media. And they're speaking to our kids every day. To me, that's giving the keys over to a 10-year-old child. And the thing about it is, it's not going to reverse. In fact, it's going to get worse. If, if you can't handle a computer, a laptop, or a smartphone, in about pretty much now, you're pretty much left out. It's pretty much a done deal. And so my encouragement to you would be, uh, me and my wife, we, we like to put up uh, scripture every day. Uh, we like to, I do sports trivia every day on it for guys. Um, I put up my garden, I have a ministry garden. And, and I put up stuff, fun stuff. I'm not giving social media to Satan. I'm just not going to do it. You guys can do what you want to do. I, I'm not mad, but I'm not. And we as Christians who, who, who let, me, let me say it like Pastor Jackson would say, all the other people are coming out of the closet claiming respect and honor and fighting and positions, and the Christians are running in the closet. We hadn't. God has given us the truth. The power, the resurrection power in the scripture to be bold and to be strong and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, the media is the only way we're going to do it now because the only way we get the word out is to come to church. Folks ain't coming to church. They ain't coming. We got a nice little crowd here. But they ain't coming. Most churches are not coming. So social media is a way that we can really present the gospel. If you're against it, I'm okay with that. I'm not mad, but that's just my take on it because Satan is ruling Instagram, ruling everything. We just gave the keys to the car to him, and he's running like a madman. And I don't know about my, my kids are grown. My grandkids are getting fed garbage. Garbage in what? Garbage in? Garbage in? All right. Do we have garbage? We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Mm. I'll, I'll say this last point on this point about fun. When we talk about fun, we see that God in the book of old, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, uh, there were festivals. There were feasts that lasted like three weeks. They were partying. I'm sorry about y'all. They were partying. Now, I'm going to say this, and I want you folks 
going back and tell Pastor Sergey, BK told us we can drink and get drunk. Don't, don't you do that. I ain't going to say that. But when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ changed water into wine, do you think they were having some fun? Do you think they were having fun? Yeah. Amen. Now, you can get into the Greek and Hebrew and was it fermenting? Was it strong or was it weak and all Nobody knows how strong or weak it was, but I guarantee you, if our Lord changed water into wine, they were having what? Fun. Christians, go have some fun. Don't go sin. Have fun. And don't you tell Pastor Sergey I said go drink. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we have the ability to have fun. Amen? Amen? All right now. Second point, fear. Uh, fear is built on deception. Uh, again, I talked about uh, truth mixed with air. We talked about Halloween. Um, and we talked about the whole world situation. Uh, the goal that he has with fear, Satan is, is to preoccupy our minds, to sever off the truth, and to cut us off from the true vine, and that would be who? Boy, y'all paying attention. That would be who? All right, now, all right. When we look at our world today, we see the real truth is a lie, and the lie is the truth. Now, 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 I, I, I'm going I'm to need you to, to really listen to what I'm getting ready to say, because I don't want nobody to walk out here and say, man, I can't believe that preacher said that. A man is really a woman. A woman is really a man. I woke up this morning and feel like a man, so I want to go into the woman's bathroom. But no, I woke up as a woman, now I want to go into the man's bathroom. Mm. I really struggle with that. Because people who struggle with identity or who they are, a male or female, the church has done a horrible job with loving on them. And that includes me. I know how to deal with an alcoholic because I've been one. I know how to deal with people who have been stuck. Okay, time out for recreational preaching. Can I speak? Everybody say hot. hot. H, honest, O, open, T, transparent. Can I be hot? I'll struggle with pornography. I'll struggle with racism. I'll struggle with lying. I've struggled with many, 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 many things. But I don't know how to love and, and to minister to people who struggle with identity. If you hear and you struggle, if you're listening or watching on Facebook, or, or I don't know how you guys stream, I want you to know that God loves you. Amen? Amen. He loves you. And he desires you to be in an intimate, one-on relationship with him. That's his desire. Amen? But when we look at these fears and we look at all these things that, that, that Satan is trying to cut us off from, uh, we see that, 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 that Satan is so clever. And I want to say this, and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You, you watch how Satan operates. Satan will rock your baby to sleep, literally, in his arms, rock him to sleep. He will stop by your house and bring you food. 
Satan uses words like joy and peace and compassion and happiness. Just watch social media. Just listen to the language. How he tries to imitate Christ, but he cannot duplicate. He's cunning. He's slick. And he wants to be like Jesus. And if you don't have the spirit of God within you, I don't know who's sharing the gospel today. But if you have, have not been born again, you won't be able to see it. You won't be able to discern the difference between Satan and Jesus Christ. Satan will even pay your bills. But again, his ultimate goal is to separate you from the Lord. Satan is pretty. Sometimes he wears a red dress with stilettos. Oh, somebody say amen. Don't worry about me, I'm getting to you too. Uh, sometimes, you know, brothers, he'll have a $1,000 Tokyo suit on, looking good, lean, mean, fighting machine, wearing Stacey Adams and all that. Sometimes he wore a gym outfit with the Nike swish and some Michael Jordan tennis shoes. Talking smooth, got the gift of gab, can speak. Satan is cunning. He's cunning. He has a beautiful white teeth, which I'm going to get mine fixed one day. Beautiful white teeth, and, and, and he's just beautiful. He's absolutely beautiful. And before you know it, you've been sucked in by the adversary. That's his whole goal. Remember, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. For I have overcome the world. We're talking about fear. The news media is, is another Satan tool. All they do is scare the mess out of us every day. California's burning up. There's hurricanes and New Orleans is flooded and people displaced. African countries plagued with starvation and Locusts, I don't know about the locusts in, 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 in Africa right now. It's, it's worse than it was like in the, the Bible days, in the Old Testament. It's bad. Do, do some research, research on it. Bad. We see that, 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 that COVID-19 and now there's a new variant. Now there's another variant. You need one shot. You need two shots. You need a third booster shot and you need a flu shot. And now, now we're just all scared. Scared. My sister, one Neeson Graham, was the second person in St. Louis County to die from this virus almost two years ago. She was on the news for like a whole week. Tore me up. And the health issues she had, I have the same ones. Fear. Satan is making us fearful. I'm not trying to convince anybody to get this shot or don't get it. I'm not doing that. First, the older people were dying. Then that went away. Now all the young people are dying. But God has overcome the world. He wants to give us peace. And we only peace we can have is through him. 
You talk about happiness, you talk about joy. We just take happiness and push that away. The only joy you're going to get is in the Lord. You can get temporary joy doing some other things. But we had a lot. We have a lot of fun. We can have fun. Right, saints? Everybody up there, you listening? We can have fun. Christians, we can have fun. We see the fear that's in the world. We see it. We see it. But God has overcome the world. Amen? Let's, let's look at the fear. Amen. Somebody up there. Come on now. Amen. So let's, let's, let's talk about the future, which is my favorite point. And like I said, Kevin did an awesome job in the scripture reading this morning and praying because God just confirmed everything. And, and this point won't be long. I'll move right on through it. Future. Right? The future. Let's look at Revelation 21, 16. The city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide. It was measured the city with a rod that was found in the length as wide and high as it is long. We're talking about heaven. Listen, listen, Chatham, if, if, if the ultimate goal, if the ultimate goal is not to be with Jesus, why are we doing this? Now, I'm not saying go run out and get hit by a car. I ain't telling, no. I'm not saying set up in a fetal position and go die so you can be with Jesus. He wants us to be watchful. He wants to be praying. He wants us to serve. He wants us to love people. He wants to convince, persuade, and compel men and women to come unto Christ. Amen? Amen? And that's the goal. But the ultimate goal is to be with him. I don't know about you all. I shared just a minute ago. I'm, I'm, I'm driving in the checkout lane. And I got one foot in the grave. That's the body, not my soul. And, and that's okay, because I think the last time I was here, I had hair. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm becoming more comfortable with being with Jesus than ever. Than ever. Because the handwriting is on the wall when you look at the world. Everybody thinks it's going to get a little better because of technology and this and that. But you read your Bible. Read it. Perilous times, it's going to get worse. But God has come to give us peace and to give us hope and to let us know that he has overcome. He has overcome the world with the work, the finished work he did on the cross. Amen? Amen. Amen. John 14, everybody's familiar with that. My father's house, there are many rooms. We're talking about the future. If it was not so, I would not have told you that I am where I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me. <laughs> that is also where I am. Can you imagine laying your head in the bosom of Christ? Can you imagine taking the crown that he's going to give you and throw it at his feet and say, God, thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. It's coming because all of us got to close these eyes. All of us. Mm, 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 mm. 21, 21 revelations. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl, the greatest street, the great street of the city was gold, as pure as 
transparent glass. I thought about you ladies when I read this, to be honest. I ain't never known a woman that don't like no pearls or gold. Amen? Can you imagine the future? Can you imagine being able to, to, to walk down this blue carpet here and it's all gold, it's so uh, transparent that you can see through it? Oh, man, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm, I honestly, in the last five years of my life, I am looking so forward to go to heaven, to see Christ. And hopefully I get to hug him because he's done so much for me. He's done so, so much, and I'm not the only one that's been through a lot. There are people here that have issues that I don't even know about. But my grandmother, my mother, my oldest brother, my third brother, my twin brother, all died of cancer before age 52. Me and my twin had cancer at the same time. I had stage four, and I was supposed to be gone. I've shared this story down here with, with Chatham before. And we, me and my wife went back <laughs> to Dr. Bull. He looked, and he, he goes, uh, after your surgery, uh, he called me pastor. Our culture ain't nothing there. Praise Amen. Lord. No radiation, no chemo. I don't know what, what's these. I'm 61. 11 years cancer-free, stage four. Yep. God has overcome the world, and he, he chooses to heal who he wants. Why he didn't heal all my people? Why didn't he take care of my sister who died of COVID? I don't know. And guess what? I won't be in heaven talking about well, Father, you didn't heal all my siblings that died of cancer. It's in our family like crazy. Nobody made it past 62. I ain't going to be doing it. I'm going to be praising God. I already got it planned out. My reward, he's going to let me take care of a big old fishing lake because I love to fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that lake. T.D. going to be in the music section. He's going he gonna to be over there praying and singing with the Lord. And we're just going to be kicking it in heaven with the Lord. I said kicking it. Everybody say kick it. <laughs> kick it. Pray about that because just think about how wonderful it's going to be. How wonderful it's going to be, the future. Amen? We have fun on earth. We have our fears, right? But we can look to the future. Amen? Let me give you one more. Revelation 7, 15 uh, to 17. Therefore, there are before the thrones of God and serve him day and night in the temple and he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Wow, that's what he's doing now. He's sheltering us with his presence. I mean, I wake up some mornings pretty anxious. Um, I suffer, I think, like everybody does, with some type of depression. Um, but when I look at Paul and Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of them had some type of depression, something they were working on and something they were trying to figure out, something they wasn't comfortable with. And you had to fight through it. But to be in his presence, verse 16, I really like this. Again, they, in their presence, it says, never again will they hunger or never again will they thirst. Well, I like to eat, right? According to my Bible, we get to eat in heaven. So I'm excited about that. I don't know about y'all. 
huh? Y'all just had Thanksgiving. I know that the culture is a little different than the, you know, you, you know, I don't know. What are y'all, what are y'all, what y'all have for Thanksgiving? Somebody just give me one thing. Y'all could be part of this sermon. Just somebody yell out something. something. What? Candy yams, what? Broccoli, broccoli rice casserole. Uh, now, you know me and, and Pastor Sergey, you know, we, we do this North County thing and we do diversity and, you know, we, we have the brotherhood, fellowship of brotherhood, and we do in black, white issues, but that is a white dish. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, what'd you just say you had? <laughs> Candy yams, see what I'm talking about? No, I'm just being silly. You know, I've always wanted to be a Christian comedian, and my wife said, you just, you need to just preach. <laughs> but who's that? Who's that? Take it one more time. Yo, yeah, greens, collard, mustard. Come on, sister, what'd you put in them? Ham? That's a white dish. <laughs> where, the, where the ham hacks at, sister? Where the, where the, I do, I do smoke chicken or smoke turkey. I've been slowing down on the pork, you know. But that's a white dish. <laughs> Ham and greens. So I guess you sprinkle a little sugar on it, too. That's not in my notes, y'all. You pour a little vinegar on it? Hot sauce? Did, did I make you mad? I'm sorry, sweetie. I'm just having fun. She gonna bull up. No, no, I'm just having fun. But that's one thing about... Uh, what Sergey and I and, and the North County Pastors Group do, we, we have meals together. With, you know, COVID kind of messed us up a lot, but, but to, to understand different cultures, you know, you like this music? No, I like this music. You know, uh, you like this praise music? I like, no, I like this praise music. I mean, you know, you do worship different here than we do with grace, and it's okay. What is the common denominator we have? What is the common thing that we have? Jesus is being Christ-centered. Joshua's up here saying being Christ-centered is a thing. And when you can base everything off Jesus Christ, you can make it. And this world has got us so, everybody say jacked up. Say jacked up. They think all white people hate all black people. That is not true. I got four white sister-in-laws. And I got a host of nieces and nephews that are biracial. Two of my best friends in the world are white. And, 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 we love each other because of Jesus Christ, period. Don't believe the hype. Satan is trying to steal the media, social media, and all. They, they, they tricking us. They tricking us. I'm telling you, they are tricking us. There's some folks out here that are black, white, Asian, I mean Hispanic, that love each other and love Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's work on it, okay? Let me finish up here, because I'll be up here all day talking about race, because it's, it's, it's a lie. It's a big, fat lie. Comes from the pit of hell. Now, let me, let me digress. There are some racist people, but for the majority of folks that love Christ, they love each other. They're a little afraid sometimes. You don't think when I walk up on the corner and I see three of my people that look like me, with their pants hanging down and, and braids and, and they looking all sad and they talking different language. You know, they got to get a little nervous. They my own people. Prejudice against my own people. But if I go down to Fitton the Valley Park and, 
and I see a bunch of my white brothers standing in the corner with, you know, with a big old wallet and a chain that goes around like this and their hair hanging all down. You don't think I get a little nervous? Brother, what you doing down here? Well, uh, I'm trying to walk down the sidewalk. <laughs> so, yeah, I got racist on both sides. I mean, I do. I just do. And most people who would admit it would say that's true. But I also learned that a lot of young black men who look like they may be thuggish are some of the nicest people you can meet. It's just, it's, it's a, what's I want to call it? Um, a trend. Uh, it's kind of like white people back in the 50s and 60s wore uh, white undershirts and rolled their cigarette box up in their shoulder. Or, you know, the hippies, you know, or black folks wore bell bottoms. And we had big afros and then afro puffs. And, you know, every generation changes. And we as older people have to realize that these trends are just part of the culture. Everybody who looks the part is not the part. Like, I look like I'm 195 pounds. Okay, okay. I look like I'm 210, you know. My wife, my wife at. Okay, I'm 225. 215, that's it. I quit. And 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 and, and so, but but people think I'm lazy because I'm a big man. You know, they they, they think um, I may not be very bright. When I, I think I'm a pretty smart man myself. My wife tells me that you are smart, honey. I said, thank you, baby. That my wife's off the chart smart, so I'm married way up, way, way, way up. I'm trying to finish this thing up. Let me see. Uh, Throwing the temple of presence. No more uh, hunger, no more thirst. Uh, the sun will not beat down on them, nor score the heat. Don't you like that? Man, we, you got to till the ground. If you don't work, you're not going to eat. That sin, that curse in that garden messed us up. I'm retired, by the way, uh, so I don't have to till the ground no more other than my garden. And I do that all in containers, by the way. Anybody looking for a fun way to garden? Uh, for the lamb at the center of the throne will be, be their shepherd. He will lead them to spring, springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eye. Ah, ain't that something? I don't know about you all, I probably weep every couple days. I, I don't know if my wife wanna get rid of me, like, dude, you kinda soft, you crying all the time. But when I think about God's goodness, I can't help but to weep. When all I've been through and the funerals I've done and eulogies and people dying and sick and even praise reports, a lot of praise reports, a lot of people are doing well. Last scripture, 22, Revelations 2 and 5. Down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river, stood a tree of life. Isn't that something? Bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Don't we need some healing? You know, I, it, there, there's, there's, there's one scripture that comes to mind because I don't know why people are hungry and starving. You know, I watch all these food shows, I love them, man, they waste so much food, but I, I like them. But I remember in, I think, three of the Gospels, uh, Pastor, you might better remind me, I can't remember, um, 
oh, Lord, give it to me. Uh, the poor will always be among you. And I really had to deal with that because it's hard for me to watch people suffer and, and be poor. But if the word of God says the poor will always be among you, our responsibility is just help those who we can help that are poor. Amen? And not get too bogged down with the other things because it, it will wear you clean out. You've done, how many mission trips you've done? Africa, where are, where are you been? Speak up. You, you can help me preach. About 20 you didn't seen it all. You didn't seen it all. And you'd have helped who you can help. Amen? Very special man right there. All you all special in God's eyesight. The Bible says we are the apple of his eye. I don't know if you've ever seen a real pretty eye, apple. When every time I see a real red pretty apple, I think about God. Like, that's the way he looks at me. A sinful, jacked up dude like me. Because that blood, his blood covers me. His son's blood covers me. And that's why I look so beautiful. And I still look beautiful at 195 pounds. <laughs> uh, where was I at? Down the city, coming down with heaven. Uh, it's, stone, it's, it's stone with the glory of God, and the brilliance is like the precious jewel, like jasper, like crystals. Uh, saints, God will give them light, and they will, I read the wrong scripture, God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Isn't that the beautiful goal, is to be with God forever? That's the future. So let's have some fun, saints. Let's chalk up the fear and understand that Satan, that's his goal, is to promote fear. And then let's look to the future. Amen. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercies. We thank you for our time to share. I pray that your sons and daughters that are here um, have gotten something from your word, Father, that it's okay to have fun. And we know that fear lies in this world and that through the fear, Father, we can look to the future and know and understand that you're going to take care of us, that you got us. My wife reminds me all the time. She said, baby, God got you. He got you. He got you. And um, excuse me for my ebonics, but he got you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Amen. Amen.